I mean, no, episode, <laughs> the podcast, coast to coast. We, we have um the coast. Five co-hosts. What? We're gonna start in alphabetical four? order. Okay, okay. With Billy. Yes, sir. Hey. So, uh, tell the audience a little something about yourself. Um, I'm probably the smartest one here, like about sports. I definitely know the most about football. You know, these dudes try hard about basketball, so I guess that's cool. You know, it's fine. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that was a very good introduction. Next is Donovan. A, you know, um, I like tacos. Oh my god! Nah, nah, you need to chill out. You guys better get used to that. You need to chill out that right there. We, Next, we, we have. We don't do none of that negativity. Jaden. <gasps> Alright, what it do, y'all? Uh, I'm Jaden. Um uh, nineteen, go to University of South Carolina, shout out them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. college education. I'm a huge sports fan. I'm 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 a huge sports fan, but basketball is like my number one. Um I got a lot to talk about in that department. Uh, yes, I do have the worst team not named Cleveland, so uh yeah, that's me. And we have Tavy. You said that when we have a Hornets fan. I thought M comes before T. Dude, the Hornets are better than that. Nah, I'm going last. What, what, I'm introdu- introducing everyone. If you wanted to go last, you could have just went last instead of saying alphabetical. Yeah. Well, technically, technically, mine, Tavy, comes before Miles. Oh, yeah. Ooh, wow, get out his government name, guys. Praise. Don't say him like Godly. Stop saying Godly, dude. Don't say Godly. That's I'm... not a podcast thing. God damn it. All right. Godly, bro. Nah, bro. I'm Tavy. Uh, I play football. Could you speak up? Right tackle. Speak uh, with your chest. I'm Tavy. I play damn football. Uh, I play right tackle. Um, I like sports. I'm Panthers and Hornets fan. And like, I like the Hurricanes because they're cool. He likes the hurricane. Who's your favorite tennis team? They're cool. <laughs> tennis team, dude. <laughs> what? Oh man, I'd probably go with the Australia. Gosh, Hongo jacket. So that's his name. Um, Nine hundred one. The Serena Williams. Dang. So screw Venus. Dang, you a bandwagon. <laughs> it's, of course, it's, going with it's only his the team's best. Last dance. But yes, um, and I am Miles. I'm a Boston sports fan. Um, but I'm also a Michigan State fan because you know, go Spartans. Red box bowl. And um, I'm excited to get this podcast underway. Now, our first topic, obviously, with the global pandemic of COVID nineteen, all sports have been canceled except for what just happened yesterday. At the time of this recording. The match between Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning. I think that was a good segue back into real sports. But Dang, real sports, golf, not a real sport. Are like team sports. Okay. The four major American sports leagues: the MLB, the NHL, the NFL, and the first one we were talking about today, 
the NBA. Yeah. Now, they've no, had no, no, no. a lot of talks about coming back. They've had Las Vegas. They've had Disney World as some places that maybe we could get some basketball. Now, I want to hear you guys' um, you guys' opinions on the likelihood that at least by July or August we'll get the NBA season back, or Dwight Howard will just cancel off. <laughs> what were you saying? So, Billy, what do you think what? about the likelihood of the NBA coming back? Ah, uh, 100. 100%. You think there's no way they cancel the season? No, the NBA's... The NBA's uh, too... They're too, uh... You know, they're too NBA to do that. Ah, Gotta have an NBA that Finals. That makes sense. Valid, valid. They're they gonna play two playoff series in five, and ain't nobody gonna like it. That's probably not gonna happen. That's, uh... hmm. That's interesting. Donovan, what do you think about the likelihood of the NBA coming back? 100 as well. All right, all right. NBA is going to find a way to come back. Not... It's not going to end the season. You can't have half of a season with no champion. I mean, it's really 75%, <laughs> but, you know. Zion's gonna we ain't getting into the, the specifics round, of it. But, uh, Tavy, what do you think about the NBA coming why, back? Why are we skipping Jaden? Whoa. I'm not skipping Jaden. <laughs> I'm just going down the list, man. We don't have to go alphabetically every time. And, bro, just answer the question. Uh, we got to edit so much. Yeah, I'll, 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 think it, I'll think it'll come back, yeah. Like, no, no, it's definitely going to come back. I don't know about June or August. It depends on how the uh, virus is because, you know, they're saying that it's going to be worse in colder weather. June or August. I don't know, they might... Summer. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, like if they want to do it in June or August because they're scared of the cold weather, then I mean, I say, hey, go do it. But if the, if they're still skeptical and don't want to do it, then they'll have to wait even longer because of winter. Makes sense. Makes sense. And Jaden, what do you think about the likelihood of the NBA season returning? Um, I'm also saying 100. percent and the reason I'm saying that is because I was just talking to, like, Billy yesterday, looking mm-hmm. at the proposed, like, uh, scheduling time of coming back. And so it's really looking like they're going to be coming back, like, mid-June, like, June 20th, and then doing training camps until right after the 4th. And then they'll, they'll be playing, like, five regular season games and then go into the playoffs. And I think that this can work mainly because – other than guys like Joe Ingles, most of the players want to finish the season. It's not like an MLB-type situation where MLB players don't want to come back and they don't want to put their health on the line. Like, a lot of these NBA players actually want to play. And with that and the owners and, of course, big sponsors like ESPN and stuff like that, I have, I have a high – I have a strong feeling the NBA is going to finish out this season. Yep. Um, I think it's – I think it's also probably – I'd lead in, like, you know, 99% just in case, you know, case disaster strikes or something like that. But um, I think the, there's a difference between, like, what you said, the MLB, because their season didn't officially start. So, you know, you know, the NBA and the NHL have something where you're in the middle of the season. So it's like, what exactly? You can't really just – are you going to really end the season right there? I mean, that's going to leave a bad taste in the mouths of fans, sponsors, players, coach, everyone. Right. So. I think the NBA is probably going to come back. They're probably going to do it 
as safe as possible. Obviously, the young players in the NBA, the older players, basically most players in the NBA, like you said, they love basketball. They want to come back. I think they're going to come back. And I think there's going to, there's definitely going to be a rust factor there. But I think at the end of the day, by the time the playoffs roll around, they're going to put on a show, especially with probably maybe NHL or, you know, MLB, but probably no other sports going on. So it's definitely going to be an interesting topic to watch. But um, to stay in the realm of the NBA, so if the season were to come back and the playoffs were to continue, well, not continue, they were to start, um, I'm interested in you guys' top five teams that you guys think are most likely to make a run to the playoffs from five to one. Billy, you run can start to the playoffs? I mean, not to the playoffs, to the finals. My bad. Um, top five. I didn't write this one down. Let's see. Hmm. I probably have in my top five. I'd probably go. I'm not gonna put this in order right now. I probably have the Clippers, the Lakers, the Celtics, the Bucks. And who's at 15? Uh, maybe the – I don't think the Nuggets are ready. Maybe the Raptors. Raptors? Yeah. Back-to-back? Probably say See those it. are top See five. Um, Donovan, what's your – Starting at five, I'd say the Raptors, just because – most of the same core from last season in the playoffs. They all have experience after last year. <laughs> and then at four, I'll say the Celtics, not the Celtics, the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Bucks have been the best team in the league this past season, but in the past few years in the playoffs against the Celtics and Raptors, they've had some struggles. Maybe they're not able to push through this year. And then the Celtics have been on the rise, especially after All-Star Weekend. Jason Tatum was playing out of his mind. Now, one and two, I got the Lakers and Clippers, and they're kind of interchangeable. It really just depends on who wins the series. <laughs> it depends on playoff P. It does depend on playoff P. It does P. depend on playoff P. It does depend on playoff P. It does P. Depend. If playoff P is able to show up and beat a Paul Pierce from Paul Pierce. last yes, regular season. <laughs> <laughs> You get Indiana Paul Pierce or just 2019 regular season. Not Paul Pierce. <laughs> so you're, you're you're committing with this Paul Pierce thing, huh? Hey, hey, dude, he's the goat. Right. Your boy said it better. Right. But like, if you get Paul George from Indiana or 2019 regular season, might be an easy Clippers win. Otherwise, Lakers got it. Yep. I mean, hey, you got prime Paul Pierce. You could probably win something with him. Nah, not really. Ooh. Might have to get one hey, of the best power forwards of all fan. time. Cavs fan just had to just admit out of Donovan, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, did he really deserve the finals MVP? Yes, you can make an argument yes. someone deserved it. Okay, more, but he deserved it. What was I called? Best player on the team. Yeah, he was the best player. On the team. I mean, he was the best player on the team, but at the end of the day, I mean, let's not forget 02. Paul Pierce, Pierce was very important. Yeah, we're not saying he wasn't. Chop, chop. You know, I mean, look, look. If other players did the same type of thing and had to go take a doopie, people wouldn't have a problem. They would. That's all I'm saying. Especially if it was they somebody like, no. like Harden. 
Well, LeBron. Yeah, but Harden but, but, or Melo. Because Harden Duke is in the playoffs anyway. He is the only person to defecate in his pants and still win finals MVP. That's got to be worth something. Gotta be I, worth. I no. feel like LeBron's probably it's not worth anything. Before, to be honest. Like, LeBron might take a quick dookie, you know, clean it up at halftime. But maybe that's just me. So, like, most but NBA the players Harden would is, wait till halftime to use the bathroom? It's because, like, I feel like people halftime. would be happy if Harden had to go to the bathroom in the game in the playoffs. Because, you know, it's never, like, uh, it's better that than... Yeah, let, 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 let's, not, let's not act like James Harden sucks in the playoffs now. I've had this debate last week. Say suck. I wouldn't say suck. I wouldn't say suck. I just say at times he can underperform. I mean, but that then again, he can average like thirty-two for an entire series, and people will still say that he sucked just because the Rockets lost. Like they're they're going they went against the Warriors like three of the past four years. It's true. It's very true. Um, but to get back to the topic at hand. Jaden, who are your top five teams to make a run towards the finals? I pretty much had the same five as Donnie. Uh, five being the Raptors. Oh, I, yeah. uh, you know, like, like he said, building on that uh, experience from last year. And it really it really surprised me this year seeing how good the Raptors were without Kawhi. Because it seemed like even at, it seemed like at points Kawhi had to will them to win. Even space like a battered, a battered Warrior squad. They weren't 100%, but... Kawhi had to pull out for them in the close games, but Siakam's really stepped up this year. Lowry's still playing all-star caliber. Fred Van Vliet stepped up uh, definitely this year, so they're my five team. Four, I got the Bucks again, like Donnie was saying. Uh, they're the dominant, most dominant team in the league this year, um, led by the MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. But my biggest gripe with Giannis is just consistency in the playoffs. I know that he's young and he hasn't had much experience yet, but, like, we can't have another game like we saw against the Raptors where you end, end up with, like, eight points and foul out. Like, we, we're mm-hmm. going to need him to actually show that he can – we'll prove that he can show up in the playoffs. Um, three, I have the Boston Celtics. They're my pick to go to the NBA Finals from the Eastern Conference. Uh, Tatum was playing – he was playing insane after All-Star break. Him and Bradley Beal were the best two players in the league after the All-Star break. I, I say that constantly. Um I feel like the Celtics team is, is really is really gelling without Kyrie Irving. Kimball Walker stepped into his role perfectly. Like I was saying, like uh, Celtics are playing insane. The defense is stepping up. The bench is stepping up. Tatum's become a leader. I can definitely see them going to the finals this year. And then two, I have the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, as I mentioned, Kawhi had probably one of the most underrated and great playoff runs that I've ever witnessed. Underrated. Uh, last season. Yes, underrated because people don't talk about it as like a top three playoff run, even though it is. People label Kawhi just a two-way player where he can take over games as a dominant scorer. I feel like people really sleep on how good of a talent Kawhi Leonard is. But that's besides the point. Um, this Clippers team, they're, in my opinion, stronger than the oh. Raptors team talent-wise. But like y'all said, it's hit or miss with playoff P. And like basically since 2016, we haven't seen this man show up consistently in the playoffs. And I feel like that's going to be the number one thing holding them back. And then number one is the Los Angeles Lakers. You got LeBron, you got AD. That's pretty much all you need. But 
at the same time, my, my number one concern is that Anthony Davis has never made it past – well, he made it past the first round once. So, if you're making a deep playoff run with Anthony Davis, that, that's uncharted waters for him. So, we're going to basically have to see if LeBron can go zero dark 30 on him. Hmm? We're going to have to see. And, um, KV, what is your top five for teams most likely to make a run for the finals? You see, now, that depends on when it comes back. No, no, not the Hornets. But it depends on when the NBA comes back. Because I feel like a team, like, like, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. Because, like, it depends. Because if KD comes back when the season's when the season starts back up, I feel like the Nets could go far. Even because I don't think he will. the last the last time we saw K, the last time we saw KD healthy or not even healthy the last time we saw KD he shot he, three for four he was playing good against the Raptors and then he uh, injured himself again so if KD comes back healthy I feel like if they can gel because teams have been. Teams have been away from each other for so long. All the teams aren't going to really be gelling as well as they were during the season. So that gives the Nets a chance to gel when the season comes back. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like I have the same list as y'all though. Like because even if the, even if KD does come back to the Nets fully healthy, I don't know. Because Kyrie, I don't know. It's just it's just time will tell. You know. But uh, I feel like I have the Raptors at five, the Bucks at four, the Celtics at three, the Lakers at two, and the Clippers at one. Mm-hmm. I got um, a I got a quick question, like for Tavy regarding the whole net comments joint. Like, mm-hmm. I understand what you were saying. Like, you know, if if KD is to come back, and this has an extended gap for all these NBA teams, so it would give them a chance. Would I, I Personally, I view it as much easier to develop chemistry with the guys that you've already been playing well with all season rather than just adding KD back to the formula. I, I, mean, I, 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 I agree. I agree. I'm not saying that it's not easier to uh, gel back with the guys that you were once like, like, like cool with, that you've been playing with, but I mean – with KD, yeah, like, 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 it's not like KD some hard player to play with, you know? So I feel like it, it'd be I, – I, I'm not saying it'd be easier, but I feel like it, it, it would still be fairly easy for him to deal with that team. Okay. Okay, that's uh, that's an interesting thought. Uh, if KD does come back, I think it's – I think it's going to – I'm not sure how quickly they're going to be contenders because of the nature of – torn Achilles, how you're going to come back, you know, not many players come back the same. I think KD can't come back the same, but I think the Nets aren't going to risk it. They'd rather have him wait so that, you know, they want to make sure he comes back the same. Because, obviously, you don't want to rush the guy at all. You see what you see what that happened, what happened with the Warriors when you rush him back. So, obviously, you just want to wait and see. But um, I think everyone's had basically – similar list so far. My list is 
is a little bit different, but not not too different. At five, um, you guys went Raptors. I went Nuggets. I think yeah, they're they're a young team. They're gonna be playing in the West. It's gonna definitely gonna be tough for them. But I feel like they've got it together as a team. They 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 have their they have their star in Jokic, right? But they're not necessarily star oriented. They're they they're very good with ball movement. They play as a team. They play as one. And defense is definitely going to be a concern. But if they can get hot at the right time, and they can have Jokic, Murray, Harris, you see if Michael Porgine come back, yeah. give you quality minutes. They have a deep team. They have an extremely deep team. So I feel like, really, if you think about it, coming out, I think they they could they could make some noise if you get them in the series with the Lakers or the Clippers. I think they can make some noise. I feel you. But um, for four, I went with the Milwaukee Bucks. With the Milwaukee Bucks, as it's basically the same thing you guys have been saying. It's they were the best team in the league, but they obviously, you know, they have the MVP. I think personally, he's the unanimous MVP. I mean, the things that he's doing when you're putting up basically, you know, like twenty nine, thirty, fourteen, and six on thirty minutes a game. While being a defensive player of the year candidate, I don't. If I'm the voter, I'm not. If I'm all those dudes, I'm not giving a single vote to anyone else. But that's besides the point. I think you have the regular season MVP, but once you get into the playoffs, as we know, there's going to be troubles. They've had troubles before in the past. I think a team like Boston could game plan for them well. If they make to the to the finals, I think a team like the Lakers and Clippers. Obviously, we saw Kawhi stop them last year. So that's why they're at four. At three, instead of the Celtics, as most of you guys had, I actually had the Clippers at three. I think when you're thinking about road to the finals, when the Lakers and Clippers go one-on-one, I just feel like I've been thinking about it lately because I've said Celtics-Clippers, and I think Celtics-Clippers definitely could happen. But I can also see a scenario where Paul George doesn't, play as well as he does. AD's an amazing talent. He outplays him as sort of the quote-unquote sidekick on each other's teams. Lakers have a bunch of shooting. They have LeBron. It's a well-constructed team. I could see them going ahead and honestly making quick five, six games in the Western Conference Finals and moving on to the finals. But the Celtics, I have them at two. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how the Russ shakes off of guys like Tatum because Tatum was on fire before the season uh, the season you know was suspended and I think Kemba was struggling a little bit so we'll see if maybe you can pick it back up but guys like Tatum and Brown were all gelling at the right time so I want to see how they come back but it's overall a great team the bench is forming at the right time defense great offensively you have a few guys who can get you buckets night in night out so that's why they're at two. And at one, pains me to do this, but at one, I do have the Los Angeles Lakers. I think it's just they've got LeBron. They've got AD. They have a good supporting cast. have a decent coaching staff. I mean, and when you got LeBron and Anthony Davis, it's hard not to put them in number one, especially with the way that they've been playing this season. And, and I think, you know, obviously Anthony Davis isn't really playoff proven, but the point is that LeBron can still lead his team. 
the way that we've seen him do it. So that that's my list. Sticking to it. And uh, I think it's definitely going to be interesting to see how teams come back, though. How they gel and sort of just, like you guys are saying, how they gel and away from a while come back. But um, the next topic is pretty interesting. Um, The next topic is in regards to how the season will be played out. So there's um there's been sort of an argument going on on social media and stuff such. The question is should all teams report to Disneyland Las Vegas wherever you're going to have the games or do you have teams like the Wizards, the Hornets, the Knicks, Timber that weren't going to make it in the first place? Do you have them still go or do you just have them go to their local training camps, get back in shape but don't actually go because it's more of a risk. So I'd like to hear what you guys, what opinion you guys have on it. So, Donnie, what do you think about that? Do you think teams should report to the bubble location? All teams. I'd say, like, all teams that are, like, they're planning on playing, like, five games to determine tiebreakers was what Jaden was telling me, like, yesterday or whatever. So, I'd say, like, any team that, like, could potentially make the playoffs with those five games, that's who you would bring to the bubble site. There's no reason to bring a team like the Cavs, Knicks, or Hawks that are, like, bottom of the standings. Like, Warriors have no chance. Wolves, like, that would just be bringing them there. You're exposing more people to more things. I just think in the long run, it makes sense to only have teams who have a potential shot at the playoffs, especially with that five-game window that they want to have. Yep. Uh, so, Jaden, would you like to piggyback off what he said or disagree? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a disagree actually. Um, I feel like every team should come to the bubble site, and the my reasoning it might it might be a little selfish, but um, like while while it's just as important to develop the tiebreakers to see who's gonna make the playoffs, it's equally just as important to develop the tiebreakers to see how the draft lottery odds are gonna stack up, and for those bottom feeder teams. Every single game is important. This five-game stretch could be the difference of being having a 14% odds of the number one pick and having 1% odds. So I feel like you, you should still bring even the low-level teams. You can even, like, I don't know how they're going to continue the scheduling if they're just going to go based off, of like, whatever the next five games were when the season ended. But th- this can be an important stretch of games for all these teams in regards of playoffs and draft lottery. So I feel like every team should come in. All right, that's um, that's, that's an interesting opinion. What do you think, Tavy? I feel like, I feel like if, like, I feel like they should all come in just because, like, just to keep on safer, you know. Just, mm-hmm. just trying to lock the safety of these guys because, like, just can't imagine like. Never seen a if something happened to one, like, 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 say one of them does catch it, like, it probably wouldn't affect them directly, but, like, it kind of, like, go, like, like, to people they're around, you know, and it'd be sad to see, like, I, I don't know, I just, I, I, I don't like the idea of not putting them in the safest situation possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like, uh, I think I might have to agree with, you know, Jaden here because I think it's it's a lottery thing, all right? And they're going to be playing at the bubble sites, so 
Um, it's going to see if they have, like, if they can leave the bubble sites or if they're staying. But um, I think it's it's also a thing where it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, what are you doing this for? You're doing it for the fans. And, I mean, all 30 NBA teams have fans. Obviously, not all fans are, you know, going to make the play. Not all teams are going to make the playoffs. But for the fans that haven't seen their teams two months, they were supposed to see them up until April, you know. I think you got, you should give them the five games. Just, you know, that's definitely going to bring in more revenue. It's going to bring in more viewers because their teams are actually going to be playing for some amount of time. So I think it's going to be definitely interesting to see. But I think I think you got to bring back all 30 teams just for that reason. But, yeah, the lottery is another thing. There's going to be safety concerns. But the thing here is there's it's, it's a global pandemic. You're going to have safety concerns either way. And if you could find a way to contain these players, like keep them within their bubble sites, you know, regular testing along the lines of that, I think you can try to keep it as safe as possible while also extending an invite to all 30 NBA teams because at the end of the day, it's a full league. You're going to play five regular season games. And every team should have a chance to play those games. Right. And especially if they're doing the um if they're doing the two bubble site uh, proposition with one at Disney and one at Las Vegas, you could you could even like if you want to minimize the exposure, have sixteen teams in Vegas and fourteen in in Orlando and just have those five games amongst themselves. Yeah, that's I like that. I like so that. So there's idea. definitely ways to go about it. Yeah, there's definitely ways to go about it. But um Hopefully, or at least in my opinion, they bring all 30 teams back. It'd be nice to see them. But um, to, to switch topics a little bit here, um, away from basketball, there's obviously, all right, there's, there's a standstill in the um, sports community right now. But one of the biggest stories actually in the NFL would be the fact that former MVP Cam Newton was released by the Panthers in March, I believe, and still has not been signed to an NFL team. We've seen guys like Joe Flacco recently go to the Jets. We've seen guys like James Winston go to the Saints. We've seen guys get backup roles, definitely. But Cam Newton's name is still floating out there for teams. Um, You have reports saying that the Patriots want him. Uh, Then you have reports saying that they don't want him. You know, it's a conflicting story there. But um, I think it's definitely probably at this point the biggest – question in the NFL is where is Cam Newton going to go and if he should go somewhere if he's just going to wait so um Donovan what do you think about the Cam Newton situation I'm not surprised that he hasn't been signed by any teams yet just because as you mentioned Joe Flacco and Jameis Winston two notable players that did get signed no Jameis he's still young he's younger than Cam at least and like but if he can fix his interceptions he could be a very worthy starting quarterback in this league. And then Joe Flacco just being older as he is, he's just a good mentor. He's way more mature. Just you know, He's won a Super Bowl. He's been in the playoffs. He's been in situations that could help a young team like the Jets with a young quarterback like Darnold. And plus, Darnold was out a few games last year, so you have a reliable guy like Flacco who may not be the best, but... He can he can complete passes, do a little something, and just be a yeah. be a mentor in his backup role to a young guy like Darnold. 
I think there's a few teams that could probably get Cam as a backup. The Steelers being one, because we saw how bad their quarterback situation is without Big Ben last year. It was horrible. One of the worst QB rooms in the NFL. Maybe a team. It was bad. Maybe a team like the Bills, if Josh Allen were to go down, Cam Newton could fill in that role. Same build, can both run. Cam doesn't have the arm, but just call less deep passes. Cam could get the ball out. But also, one thing holding Cam back is his health. And the fact that for a while he didn't want to be a backup. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Jaden, what do you think about the Cam Newton? Oh, I thought he was talking. My bad. Um, so. When it comes to when it comes to Cam Newton, I feel like it's um it's it's it, it's kind of a it's it's a sticky situation. Um, I feel like what what Donnie was saying about like guys like Jameis Winston and Joe Flacco. I understand that um Jameis like Jameis has a turnover problem, but he's still capable of being an NFL starter. Uh, Joe Flacco, he does have that Super Bowl experience, and he is capable of being a vet uh, mentor. But like Cam Newton, when he's when he's healthy, when he's not injured, and I, and I understand that that's that's a big question mark, a big concern because injuries is his biggest issue. But like he's shown that he's very capable of being a really good quarterback when he's not injured, and he's definitely also had the experience of leading a team to the Super Bowl, and he did have an MVP season. So it's not like this dude is going to come in and be a slouch. He has a tremendous work ethic. He goes out there and he tries to improve himself and improve his teammates in any ways that he can. So it's not like he's just uh, egotistical, me first type of guy. And it's going to sound like I'm regurgitating stuff from when Kaepernick was trying to get back in the league. But if, if guys like Nathan Peterman are still on NFL rosters, I don't see why there's not room for Cam Newton to be a backup quarterback anywhere. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting one, but we have to throw back to our resident Panthers fan, Cam Newton fan. How do you feel about the situation, Katie? You see, um, these guys already know that I was highly upset when we got rid of Cam. I don't know. See, the direction of the team's going in, I, I understand it now. So like we got a younger guy, he's still really good. Uh, I just feel like I feel like Cam can be because the last time we saw him healthy before the game against the Steelers, he was an MVP candidate. He was putting up better stats than his actual MVP season and he was on he, it, it was just like it was crazy to see him play at such a level when he hasn't done that since his MVP season. Right now, I'm, I, I hope he does a good job. I feel like there's a team that really could use him is the Steelers because Cam Newton. You know how you know how helpful it would be to the Steelers to have Cam Newton because of the prep that they get for Lamar Jackson. 
You know, because if you have a guy at practice who is like, because Lamar Jackson is the, like, 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 like Lamar Jackson reminds me of what? what Cam Newton was, you know, like, 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 at least recently. So, like, if you, if you think about it like that, if, if the Steelers pick him up, they have a prep for a run game like Lamar, you know. So, uh, I mean, I feel like I feel like him. I don't like the I don't like the thought of him being a backup because I feel like he's better than a backup. He was an MVP candidate before his uh b- before he got the last time he was healthy. You know. Uh, but um, yeah. I, I don't know. I I feel like him is just too too good for what's been happening to him. You know. Mm-hmm. I feel like he shouldn't be jobless right now. You know. So. Uh, you know. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's definitely. Uh, it's an interesting. I'm, do, I'm doing something. Please, please stop it's, me. An um, it's an interesting. It's an interesting topic. And my personal opinions on it are that Cam Newton, at his best, is is a talented quarterback. He's when when given the right situation, he could be a game changer with his legs, his stature. You know, he just doesn't go down easily, and he's not the worst throw. I mean, he's a very decent throw. I don't think he's not really anything special with his arm. But when you combine that with his legs, we saw, like Tavi was saying, before he got hurt, playing at an MVP level. He already won an MVP award. He brought the Panthers to the Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, we're talking about a 31-year-old quarterback with multiple injury concerns who's a scrambling – He's not only is he a scrambling quarterback – He's not – it's Cam Newton. I don't think you're going to change his play style at the age of 31. He's – when he scrambles, he's fighting for extra yards. He's not going down easily because he's, he's such – he has such a big frame. He's been used to doing that all his career, and it's worked for the most part. But as we know, that can lead to injury, definitely. So it's a tough situation for NFL teams because he's, he's, he's a boisterous personality. You're going to get a lot of – media attention for bringing him in but it's it's also a thing where it's like but he's got the talent where if your starter goes down he's got the talent to win you some games and that's i'm certain of that and i think there might be some regression going on like i said he's 31 injury concern his legs don't work the same way they used to but i definitely think he could serve some role for a team but my take is that i don't i don't think he's by the time the week one rolls around, I don't think he'll be on an NFL roster. I think it'll be the same. I think it'll be what we see probably season in and season out. By week four, week five, around there, quarterbacks start to get hurt. You know, Nick Foles got hurt week one. He had to bring Gardner in last year. Drew Brees got hurt, had to bring Teddy Bridgewater in. Kyle Allen actually ended up stepping in four. 
Cam Newton. So it's like, by that time, if Cam Newton just keeps working out, you know, chilling out, right? By the time that that time rolls around and you've got teams that need quality quarterbacks now because their starters hurt, Cam Newton's phone is going to be ringing. It's definitely going to be ringing. So if he, if he just plays the long game... He's going to be on an NFL roster. And that's going to be tougher, obviously, because he has to learn an offense in the middle of the season. But I think that's that's the most likely way he gets on an NFL roster. Because trust me now, if the Patriots, if the Chargers, the Chargers saw the deep, the Chargers took Justin Herbert, right? So if the Bills, Steelers, all the teams we've been talking about, Patriots, if they wanted Cam Newton, they would have got Cam Newton at this point in the offseason. They would, they would have got him. So I think he's going to have to wait for teams to get desperate. He's going to have to wait for teams to be like, all right, I mean, what are we down to? We're going to have to make a call. Once that happens, I'm sure he'll get back in the league. And if he is still the player that some think he is, if he's still that, if that talent can show next year, he's not going to be a backup. It's as simple as that. So if he can just continue to be patient, continue to wait the situation out, I think it'll be best for him in the long run. And I think it'll be best for whatever team decides to pick him up in the long run. So I think it's really a win-win situation as far as once you get to that point. You know, but for now, I think it's going to be a story. It's going to continue to be a story. But I think everyone just needs to chill out and it'll resolve itself. But, um, you know, Miles, um, I, I just want to add one more thing. I, I know how you feel about Cam Newton going to the Patriots. But I feel like any team in the AFC uh, East would be gaining, other than the Bills, would be, and, and the Bills too, but for the reason, for a different reason. But the reason I'm talking about right now, I feel like it would be a gain for any team in the AFC East because, like I like I was saying with the uh, Steelers, it's a prep for uh, Josh Allen. You know, if you if you have a guy like Cam Newton in practice and you're going against him weekly. You 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 get prep, you get prep for guys that are built a, a guy like Josh Allen who 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 reminds him also as well as uh um Lamar Jackson reminds me a lot of Cam Newton because he has legs Cam Newton in his prime had a pretty strong arm you know and uh mm-hmm. yeah I just feel like it I feel like it's that you'd be getting a lot with Cam Cam Newton in the AFC East. Yep, I feel like it's a like like you saw last year. It's it could be a Marcus Mariota factor where the Titans were able to the Titans walked into Baltimore and embarrassed the Ravens. If we're being honest, I mean Lamar Jackson didn't look like his MVP self at all. Right, and you have to attribute that to Marcus Mariota was in practice. Marcus Mariota is a scrambling quarterback. He shows a lot of the same tendencies that Lamar Jackson shows. So when you're able to game plan for him day in and day out in practice. And then you're able to put those those skills on the field, it it works. So I think that's definitely that's a factor too. I think teams are definitely going to be looking at that when they're deciding if they think they should bring Cam Newton in. But um, to switch topics a little bit, um, obviously we have the 2020 NFL draft is is long gone at this point. It's a couple months ago, but um, I think. One of the most interesting stories to me was the drafting of yes, Joe Burrow. Sir. 
and then the release no, of sir. Andy Dalton to go to the Dallas Cowboys. So I think the Dallas Cowboys, I think they made a pretty good move there. Um, I think bringing in Andy Dalton was big. But here's the question. With the Dak holdout, well, not really a holdout, but with the Dak contract dispute, do you, I'm going to start with Donnie as usual, but do you think there's any way that Andy Dalton could end up seeing the field for a significant amount of time in the next I season? don't think it's likely. I think Jerry Jones is going to open up his pockets big to Dak, even though Dak doesn't deserve upwards of 30 mil. He hasn't shown he deserves that money at all. But Cowboys are going to do what they do. Going to overpay him. Be middle of the pack like they always are. Underperforming based on the talent they have on their team. Mm-hmm. Also, back to the Joe Burrow and Dalton thing. I don't think the Bengals should have released Dalton. Just at least give him a year to be under Burrow. Give Burrow somebody. Dalton's been in the league a while. And help Burrow out just a little bit. Yeah, I think it definitely could have been beneficial for um, yeah. Joe Burrow to learn under Andy Dalton and learn nice how to, to be a professional. Have a veteran quarterback under a young guy. Especially if you have the opportunity. One who's been definitely. with the team a long time could help him with the playbook. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Jaden, what do you think about the Andy Dalton to Dallas um, experiment? I think that by the end of you know what hold on hold on let me, let me phrase it correctly hold on. I'll I'll give Andy Dalton I feel like he will be starting by week 8 and that's a bold claim that's a bold claim week 8 but cuz I, I I don't know how this Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cannot. I don't know what you're saying. But um, for his week eight prediction. Ali. My, uh, Ali indeed. But week eight with, should be. That would be against the Philadelphia Eagles uh-huh. at Philadelphia. So I think that would be. That would be an interesting game. interesting to time how... to bring in a new quarterback. Yeah, bringing a new quarterback and playing a division rival. My bad, I'm back, I'm back. Yeah, I think that's definitely interesting. But, yeah, we were we were just um, – so week eight is at Philadelphia. Yeah, but you can I, I don't know how the Dak holdout is going to end up turning out. But I think that they brought in – they brought in Dalton for a reason. And Dalton's gotten a lot of hate and people saying that he's, like, not a good quarterback – but he's he's still a very capable quarterback, and I feel like, especially in the especially. system with 
this talented running back in Ezekiel Elliott, that great offensive line. Um, if you play Andy Dalton in, in, in that system, he can win games. And I feel like he's a better decision maker than, than Dak Prescott. I'm not saying he's more talented, but I feel like he's a better decision maker. And I feel like if Jerry Jones doesn't break out the bank account for Dak hey guys, Prescott, Andy Dalton could certainly be seeing a lot of fields in Dallas this year. Definitely. I think it's a situation. What do you think, Tavi, about Andy Dalton in Dallas? I feel like it's a good. I feel like it's a great signing, you know. I I, I don't think Zach. Okay, your learning table doesn't go. Well, away. I don't think any light. Mm-hmm. And your blanket needs to get picked up, and my pillow off the floor. Um, and if you're a Cowboys fan, if you, and then you if need you're to get If Zach doesn't buck up and take what he deserves, then you you let him go, you know. He ha- it, it, it hasn't mm-hmm. been working. It, it hasn't been it didn't work when uh, they were in the play. Like, like, like it, just, it just hasn't worked yet. And what, what's the point in what, 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 what's the point in wasting your money on a guy who has talent? Yes, I'm not saying he doesn't have talent. I'm not saying he's not talented. But, bro, like, if you're a sports fan, you don't want that. If, if you're if you're a general man, because imagine that gets what he's asking for. Think about the Chiefs and the and, and the Texans. Imagine what Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes are going to be asking for if that does get hey, like 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 like. It, I, I really don't like, like like I feel I feel like you, you give up on him if, if he doesn't if if, if he doesn't uh, lower his expectations, you know, because like. It'd be a bad uh, organization. Like, like, like I, don't, I don't think it'd be a good move to keep him. You know, let's come get these toys. So, so like Andy Dalton, that that's that's a great. Please come get these man. toys. If you if, if you're planning on giving up on that, pick them up. You know? Stop sliding them. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, yeah, definitely think. Andy Dalton was a good move as far as backup quarterbacks go. I think I, I'm I'm going with Donnie here. I think I think at some point Jerry Jones is going to you know I think he's going to open that checkbook up for Dak, and I think he's going to give Dak the money that he wants. And I think, like you said, that's not going to be good for other teams, the Texans, the Chiefs, with quarterbacks that are reaching the end of their rookie contracts and trying to get paid. But I think it's a very Cowboys move to go out after him. <laughs> but as far as Andy Dalton goes, I could see him getting some play in there. I could see if we're get if you're getting maybe if you're getting to a big game or if Dak's been struggling, Dak gets hurt. I think Andy Dalton's a very good option. I think you could see him playing some quality teams and playing well, especially as he's gonna he's not gonna be the week one starter, so he's gonna have a lot of time to learn the offense and know exactly what he's doing. And like Donnie said, Donnie said that I don't that he doesn't think they should have released Andy Dalton. And I'm a little bit I'm wishy washy on it because I think Andy Dalton was making money. All right, the man. He was making money. So I think releasing him did save some cap space. But also, um, it's a thing where it's like, I guess they, you know, it's like, do you want to show Joe Burrow 
You're going to have all the time. We're going to buy directly into you. There's no, there's Ryan Finley behind you. You really don't, no offense to Ryan Finley, you really don't have to worry about him. So it's your team. You have the reins of this team. You're going to have your rookie season as sort of a trial run, but there's no pressure. There's absolutely no pressure on you. We're not going to bench you, hurt his morale or anything like that. Just go ahead. So I think there's that, but there also is a, it's nice to have to do what the Dolphins are doing with Tua. With the Chargers is doing with Justin Herbert, where you're going to, well, with Joe Burrow, he'd probably start, but you're still going to have a veteran quarterback on the team to sort of teach Joe Burrow the ropes and show him what's going on. But I think it's not the worst move for the Bengals. I don't think, I think the Bengals are trying their best to build around Joe Burrow. I think they're doing a very good job of building around Joe Burrow. I think they'll continue to do a good job building around Joe Burrow. And I think that'll pay dividends. So I think, honestly, the releasing might be a win-win for everybody. Because the, da- the Cowboys got a, a good backup quarterback. Andy Dalton has, I think, necessarily has more of a chance to play in Dallas. But with the Dak disputes, whatever happens there, there's definitely, that's a better team. He has a chance to maybe go to the playoffs at some point. And for the Bengals, and for Joe Burrow, it's a... We're buying into you. It's nobody else. We're buying into you. You are the franchise quarterback. This is your team. Go ahead and just play your heart out. And I think that might be exactly what a guy like Joe Burrow needs. He's the number one overall pick. If you instill confidence in the guy, we've seen he has his own confidence. But if you instill confidence in the guy, I think he's going to have a very, very, very good rookie season. In Cincinnati, and I think there's going to be some mistakes to be made, but he'll he'll work on those, and I think he'll de- he was definitely the right choice. But um, to switch gears back to the NBA, um, so we have a little bit of a um a little bit of a, a fun topic here to maybe uh possibly end the podcast. So um, as the last dances come out, and you know people have been talking more about Jordan and more about, you know, 90s, 80s basketball and stuff like that. Um, It brought the topic up of everyone's all-time starting five. If you could take any five players, throw them in to the NBA, what five players are you picking and why? So, um, Donnie, if you're ready, do you think you can start us off? Now, this is a hard... It's a hard starting five to make. NBA's had tons of extremely talented players. So many players you could fit in, especially depending on what area you're playing in. If you're playing in today's league of full of spacing, you want a lot of perimeter guys. You're going to pick different players than if you're playing in the 80s. But if I'm going in today's league, mm-hmm. point guard's a hard one because there's Magic, the greatest point guard of all time in most people's eyes. Then you have Curry, who I have second. A lot of people have second, or at least in the top three or five. You know, he brings that spacing, greatest shooter of all time. Got to guard him from like 35, 40 feet out sometimes. So he can really go either way. I'm going to go Curry just because the versatility of he doesn't always have to have the ball. Huge threat just standing at the three-point line. At shooting guard, I'll go Jordan. Greatest player of all time. It's hard to pass on him. 
you know, same thing with small forward going LeBron. I do one of the greatest. Some people have him as a goat. Some second. It's hard to pass on LeBron. He can do everything. At power forward, you could either go Tim Duncan, greatest power forward of all time. You could put a guy like Larry Bird or Kevin Durant there for the spacing and scoring and versatility. I'm going Larry Bird, you know, one of the greatest shooters of all time, one of the greatest competitors, one of the most skilled players in basketball. And then at center, I'll probably go with Shaquille O'Neal. He dominated his era. He could dominate most centers. Just his size and frame and athleticism is hard to come by. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good starting five. That's it's hard to beat a starting five like that. But uh, so Jaden, do you have want, your starting clarity five? real quick? Are we taking like any starting five and putting them in today's league, or are we just taking our all-time starting five? Uh, you could since considering what Donnie okay. did, you can go so, off of today's league. Um, I'll also take Stephen Curry at point guard mainly because he's been the best point guard of the decade. He changed the way that the NBA was played forever. Um, very versatile. He can move without the ball in his hands. So um, I'm taking him at the point guard. Then, of course, shooting guard, small forward, I'm going uh, LeBron and uh, Jordan, of course. Uh, two great players of all time, in my opinion. Um, power forward is a it, – it, it, it's different, and I don't know if I want to take another small forward and put him at power forward, or if I just want to take a pure power forward. But if I'm going based off of talent, and in, in today's game, you're going to want somebody that can shoot, somebody that can help space the floor for you, and somebody that can be a capable defender. And what I'm doing in this situation is I'm taking Larry Bird and putting him at the four. Um, I feel like he would he would work perfectly in today's uh, league. He would definitely benefit. Uh, the spread of the offense, and he can definitely be a leader if you need him to be. And then at center, I'm going to take Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, he's from from what we've from what we've had recorded down on data and what we've seen like uh, footage wise, he might just have been the greatest athlete ever. Uh, for you know, seven one, three hundred pounds, forty eight inch vertical, running a four four. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous strength, ridiculous speed. If you were to put him into today's NBA, I don't think that anybody is stopping his dominance whatsoever. You're talking on the phone. You could back you. So, um, I think, yeah, I think that's definitely going to be an interesting you know, I think that's going to be a really good team. I think the whole well, power forward thing is going to be a bit of a debate. Um, I would, for my team, uh, I would pick at the one. You guys had a little bit of a debate between Steph Curry and Magic Johnson. I'm going to go with Magic Johnson just because, I mean, in today's game, he, he's, I think – He's one of he, – I think he's the greatest passer of all time. I think you could say John Stockton's up there. You could even say LeBron's up there. But I think he's the greatest um, passer of all time. He knows how to move with the flow of the game. If you get him in the fast break, it's perfect. And his size, to put a guy that big 
at point guard in today's league, I mean, he can definitely create for himself. I mean, he's no slouch on the offensive side as far as creating shots for himself is either. Not two and three. We go basically the same as everybody else. I'm going Michael Jordan and LeBron James. There's not much to say about that. Two best players of all time. Um, definitely. I think at the four, there was definitely a very interesting debate going on between, you know, you have you have the birds, right? You have Tim Duncan, Kevin Gar- Garnett. But for, if we're going in today's league, I am actually going none of those guys. In today's league, I'm going to go yes, with sir. Kevin Durant That's at the four. Thinking. I think Kevin Durant at the four is perfect, exactly what this team needs. He provides spacing, but if you need someone to buy a bucket, Kevin Durant definitely can buy a bucket. And it's honestly, it's very, it's gonna, it's a very good move in my opinion. And at the five to round out this team, I'm going exactly with what Jaden said. It's Will Chamberlain. He's probably, I think, definitely the greatest athlete the NBA has ever seen. Maybe the greatest athlete the world has ever seen. I mean, the stats, they jump out at you. I don't think anyone – I mean, and we're not sure about how he can handle the ball. I think he's okay at that. But the point is, in the paint, against centers of today, against centers across the entire history of the NBA, I think he could dominate each and every one of them. Just mm. with his size, strength, quickness, everything. Just, I think he would dominate all of them, and I think – there's no stopping Wilt Chamberlain. So I think, again, my five, my starting five is Magic at the one, Jordan at the two, Braun at the three, KD at the four, and Wilt at the five. I don't think there's many teams that you can construct that would beat that. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Billy, today's Billy, you want to go? Billy? Uh, now, mine's kind of like for today's game, it's really just positionless. You can put anyone wherever you want. I put it like this. I'd put Michael Jordan at the point because, you know, I mean, it's, like, really not like he's handling the ball the whole time, but he's just, like, it's just, like, for positional, like, value. He's, like, he's just the GOAT, you know? He can do anything. You know, you'd assume, like, as the season went on, too, like, he could adjust to shooting more threes anyway, so I don't think the three-point shooting is that big of an issue either. At shooting guard... I have, I've got Clay Thompson. Perfect three and D for the NBA. In today's game, it's just, yeah. you know, just perfect three and D. It's like it's all you're really gonna need with the pair with the other guys I have. At the three, I have LeBron. You know, he's probably the most complete player ever. You know, he can handle the ball. He can. I feel like on this team he could play off the ball. He can, he can do it all. Like you said, I have KD at power forward because, I mean, just like everyone else, he can pretty much do everything. Like he can score, he can handle the ball, he can play off the ball. Yeah, I don't think that his ego is really going to get in the way of anything. Yeah, he just wants to win and he's going to – Gonna play the four right, and at center, this this was a tough one. I think I'm gonna pick KG, put him at center. 
run smaller ball. You know, he plays great defense. He's got a good mid-range shot. You know, the you don't lose any intensity with KG. He he could he he play great against all the big men today. I think you know could maybe even win a defensive player of the year on this team with KG. So yeah, that's my starting five for today. It's NBA. Mm-hmm. By what I said. Huh. Um. For today's NBA, uh, a point guard. I heard y'all say Magic. I heard y'all say MJ. I heard y'all say Steph. You know, but uh, a point guard. I'm gonna take LeBron. I'm put LeBron at point. You know, uh, he can facilitate greatly. You know, uh, he's he's just physically dominant. I feel like he 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 can keep up with most. All-time point guard, you know, he, he he does. He's not not like he's slow or anything. He's very athletic. Uh, I feel like he he'd be able to dominate most point guards, you know. Um, and uh, that's why I have him there. Uh, and seeing guard Michael Jordan, you know, y'all like y'all said, best player ever in my opinion. Uh, hard to pass up on him, you know. Uh, as small forward, I'm going Kevin Durant, you know, because like like Billy said, uh. Great player for today's NBA. For me, uh, just very he he can do it all. I think he's the second best scorer of all time. Uh, probably the most versatile scorer of all time. Uh, yeah, um, he he's just great. Uh, at power forward, I'm gonna take Larry Bird. Great score, great, great, great shooter to put around Le- LeBron, you know. Uh, just like KD is, you know, he, he could be a spot up guy, he could be a guy that you uh put in the paint. He's a great facilitator as well. If uh, you don't got LeBron handling the ball, you know, he, he's really good at defense, a uh, great rebounder. I feel like he, he'd fit well on this team, and then that center, uh. Think I'd have to go with Tim Duncan, you know. He, he's great guy to play at center, you know. Uh, great, great defender. I think he's a top five uh, big man defender of all time, you know. Uh, great mid range game, great score, and yeah, that, that, that's my starting five. Not gonna lie, I feel kind of stupid. Whenever you said you know, I just didn't. All right, uh, personally, I'm. Feels dumb, dude. Oof. Not knowing. Put in But um, so I think to conclude the podcast, uh, Billy, there was, was a topic I really wanted to hear your opinion on, and that would be, yes, you. And that would be the um the Joe Burrow. We just talked about it before this topic. The Joe Burrow and Joe Andy Dalton situation. Now, it's a two-part question, kind of. One, do you think they should have? Do you think the Cincinnati Bengals yeah. should have kept Andy Dalton in Cincinnati to mentor Joe Burrow? And also, what do you think and Andy Dalton's going to do in Dallas? Do you think he's going to get a decent amount of playing time, or do you think he's going to be backing up Dak for most of the year? What do you think? Is uh, I think they should have kept Andy Dalton because he's just better than Ryan Finley. There's no point of keeping. Ryan Finley over him, but he's not very good. You know, I mean, and it's not even about the money. He's on a one-year contract, so you might as well just kept him. 
that point. So, yeah, I, they probably should have kept him. He could have mentored Joe Burrow. You know, it would have been. Like, I mean, I'm not sure how much he can really teach him. But, you know, he would have been a good locker room guy. You know, I think he'll start a couple of games on the Cowboys. Because I think Dak is just attached to the drama. You know, I feel like he's in, in the contract. But I feel like Dak will probably start more than, like, ten games. Dalton will probably start, like, three, four. So. Mm-hmm. He won't get too much playing time on the Cowboys. But he'll get some. And he'll probably leave in the offseason. He'll be a backup somewhere else. Well. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I think that's about all the time we have for today. Uh, thank you for listening. We did. This was... Would you like to show your opinion on Cam? We did yeah. talk about Cam. Um, I think, I mean, he should definitely get signed. You know, it's at the point where you just don't think that he, you're going to sign him as a starter. So, most teams don't want to sign him. But I'd sign Cam if I was the Steelers or a team in the NFC West to be my backup. Because especially, like, maybe not the 49ers just because they already have, like, a lot, like, depth at the position. But if I was the Rams, I'd consider – but they don't have money, so that's their problem. I'd consider getting Cam Newton because you you got a game plan for mobile quarterback. Like, the Steelers need to – like, he could be a great backup, first of all, if if anything shall happen to their quarterback or they're just playing bad. I don't know. He can help game plan for the, the opposing quarterback. You know, if you're the Rams, you're going up against um, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson. You're Steelers, you're playing against Mark Jackson. You need someone to, you know, someone who could prep your defense. Like the Marcus Mariota prepped the Titans for Lamar Jackson, and they they dominated him. Couldn't even, he didn't get a throw off accurately. So that's why I think a team like the Steelers or the Rams should get him. I feel like a lot of teams aren't getting Cam Newton because of how he handled get leaving Carolina. He handed it he, I think he handled it immaturely. Like I can understand what he was saying, but I think that he handled it the wrong way. You know, maybe some teams don't want like especially if you're like Burge on the playoffs, you don't want immaturity in the locker room. But I think he could come in and be a good backup quarterback for someone. So if I was a couple of those teams I mentioned, I'd consider picking up Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think all these stories that most of the stories that we talked about today are pretty. Uh, we'll see how they go. They're developing stories, especially Cam Newton. You know the Andy Dalton thing, the NBA coming back, such like that. You know, more news will get broke. As the days go on, but um, I think that's all the topics we have for today. I think this was Thank a good first guys. episode. Thank everyone for listening. And, uh, <laughs> see you guys later.